Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parsha's Lech Lecha, as we go through some of the Gra's beautiful comments and lessons in the Torah. We have a very famous Pasuk in Parak Yud Beis, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Ki Isha Yifas Mara'at, that Abraham Avinu was assessing the situation before going into Egypt, and he commented to Sarah that you are a beautiful woman. And Rashi asks, uh, did he not know this until now? And Chazal have their own pshatim about what this means, um, many, many different pshatim. And the Grah says an interesting pshat also. And he said that here they were in a very stressful situation. They were leaving Eretz Yisrael, according to the Ramban, uh, because of the famine, inappropriately, according to Rashi and other Rishonim, appropriately. But either way, they were leaving Eretz Yisrael in a distressful situation, and there was a big uh, danger of, was Sarah going to be kidnapped, and was she going to be okay at Mitzrayim, which ultimately she was kidnapped and taken to Faro. Um, and yet, Avraham noticed in Sarah that despite all this distress that she was going through and all this challenge in front of them, uh, she still maintained her composure, and she still was her regular graceful self. And so says that's what he was referring to when he said that you are Isha Yifas Mara'at, that now I see that in, in this time of challenge, you still maintain your composure. Now, I don't want anyone reading, hearing this and saying, well, you see that uh, you're a beautiful person if you could maintain your composure, and you're not. <laughs> if you lose it, then you're, then, then you're an ugly person, you're a bad person, not at all. And Sarah was not a very, very high madrega, and us human beings uh, sometimes do lose our composure, and that's okay as well. Um, and in fact, if you're a smart husband, you should still compliment your wife and maintain uh, the composure of the situation because we know that when you stoke anxiety and call it and uh, put pressure around it, then it often makes the situation worse. And so on the contrary, we should train ourselves to compliment those around us and catch them when they're in a calm place and say to them, wow, I'm so impressed how you're holding together with your bitachon and your security because that is a very, very beautiful thing to validate inside other people. In Perik Yudalit Pasagalv, it says, Vayihibi me am Rafael. And the Medrash Rabbah, Parsha Membe's Os Gimel says, Rishimim ben Abba says, Menim Rav Yochanan, anytime it says in the Torah the word Vayihi, it can be either a Tzara or a Simcha. It could be a calamity, bad thing, or it could be a joyous occasion. So if it's a bad thing, then there's nothing worse than it, meaning it's really painful. And if it's a Simcha, if it's something joyous, then there's no Simcha like it. And Rishmol um, came... And he says, let me explain to you what the difference is. Anytime it says vayihi, that means that there's a calamity. Whenever it says vahaya, that's a simcha. So what does that mean? So if you look at the word, and, and I'm going to talk about diktuk a little bit. I'm no diktuk expert um, at all, but don't, don't worry. I'm going to explain it very simply. Okay. If you look at the word yihi, right? Yihi means there it shall be in the future. So it's future tense. Okay. However, if you add a vav in front of it, so it turns it from uh, future tense, yehi, it will be, into haya, which is vayihi, and it was in the past. Okay? So the word haya means it was, the word yehi means it will be. Vayihi is a mixture of past and future. Okay? And so what does that mean? And so the Grah explains that when you have the word yehi, it will be which is a future tense. The future is positive, and there's, we're looking forward to future things. But then all of a sudden there's a vav there, and it turns it into past. 
So that represents the idea that you were looking forward to a bright future, but then this messed it up and this put it into the past and stopped it and limited it. And therefore that is the calamity. But Vahaya is a future. And once again, that's the positive. So anytime it says Vahaya, that's a positive focus. But anytime it says Vayahi, there's a abrupt change and something that went wrong. For example, look at first passage in Megillus Esther, and the Jewish people were almost killed. Uh, horrible things started happening to them until Hashem saved them. Or look at the first passage in Rus, there was a terrible calamity that the Shoftim were being, where the, those that were supposed to be leading the Jewish people were being judged by the Jewish people themselves. And for good reason, the Gemara says, because they were hypocritical. And Eli Melech leaves and forsakes his, his brother. So that's a tremendous sara. But the the expression of Vahaya is a longing for the future, and that's a tremendous blessing. There's one more shot that other uh, Mepharshim say, also, and you find this in the first passage of Mekila, that why the word Vayihi is um, also another reason why it is Tzara. And that is because, similar to this idea that Yehi means future, and Vayihi, Vav, changes it to past tense, so that it represents an expansion of time. When a person is in a good place, in a happy place, he's excited about something, so the time goes by very, very quick. He enjoys it. But when something is slow and laborious, then uh, it, it takes longer and it just feels torturous. Every moment, every minute is just dragged out longer and longer. So Vayahi represents an expansion of time. Um, when Yaakov Avinu was working for Rachel for those seven years, you would think seven years is overwhelming, but he was so excited to get her that it says, It was like a few days. Before I should talk about that, there's a lot to say on that passage also. But the idea is that time flies when you're having fun and when you're looking forward and enjoying something. But Vayahi is an expansion of time. It has it has future and past. So it just means that time slowed down. And we know in life that when things are going well, things move quick. But when things are difficult and challenging, it, time seems to slow. The last idea is that which uh, you could say this at a bris if you ever need it. So it's Parakid Zion Pasigud. Zos Brisi Asher Tishmeru. This is the covenant that you should keep, says Hashem to Abraham. Between me and your descendants. Between me and you and your descendants that fall come after you. Everyone should get circumcised. This says the Gra that a bris mila is called a bris because bris is the Gematria Taryag. Tafresh Yud Gimel is the same letters, except it's one off. So bris is Taryab, which is 612. And Taryag is 613 mitzvahs. But if you count the bris itself, which is a, uh, the second mitzvah of the Torah, after Puravu is bris mila, and then Gida Nasha, if you want to tell, impress someone, you could say that you memorized all the mitzvahs found throughout the entire Sefer Bracious, and you just learned them today. Uh, the mitzvah of Puravu, the mitzvah of bris mila, and the mitzvah of Gida Nasha. Everything else is in the rest of the Torah. If you want to really impress someone, go memorize Shemos, go memorize Parsha's bow, uh, or maybe study the rest of them. But either way, you got the first three from the Torah, uh, from just from Bereshis. So bris, that's what it is. What's the pshat? The pshat is that uh, that a person that keeps a bris is is connected to the Rebbe Shalom. This is a os, this is a sign on our body that we are Jewish people. And it's a holy, holy sign that you are part of a Jewish nation. Uh, you can't eat the carbon Pesach without a bris mila. A person can't convert if he's male without getting circumcised. It's a, a uh, that is the deep connection of Jewish people with bris, and that is a reminder of a Tariag mitzvah that we keep, that we serve Hashem with our bodies and we give over all of our desires, all of our feelings, all of our emotions, all of our physical sensations to the Rebbe Shalom, that it should all be under his guise, under his 
way of telling us how to use our body, how to live our lives. We should all be so to use these lessons to serve Hashem more and more each day. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.